0: The Laughter Permitted Podcast is brought to you by Ally. Do it right. Hello, we're back with a season four. Hello, we've missed you, so let's start with a roar. I like it. Thank you, thank you. Roar. That's going to be our theme for going into this season. Let's go. I'm Julie Foudy. Alongside me, as always, my co host, Lynn Olzawi.
1: Hi, Lynn. Hi, Julie. Are you excited to be back? Oh yeah! Let's go. Let's do this. Yeah, miss miss missed the Dope Village, and I think we are going into season four really wanting to continue the trend of trailblazing women, awesome stories, and just keep doing it bigger and better. And we we really do miss our Dope Village because you need a lot of village
0: and a lot of dopeness <laughs> right now to get through 2020. Yeah, that's a I'm good feeling. point. With that in mind, we think you will love everything about our first guest of season four. She is the Natalie Portman, an Academy Award-winning actor, filmmaker, activist, mom, author, and now, party people, fellow co-owner with Angel City, which is the new women's pro soccer team coming to LA in 2022. Whoop, whoop! She's actually currently in Australia shooting Thor 4. Love and Thunder is the official name. And spoiler alert, but well worth it, she becomes Thor. Yes. We actually caught up with her in Australia. Sadly, we're not actually in Australia. She is as part of the ESPNW Virtual Summit as well. So get comfortable listening. It's Natalie Portman. Hey there, Dope Village. As y'all know, Ally has backed Laughter Permitted since day one of our podcast as our financial ally. And honestly, Lynn, I might just tattoo Ally on my forehead. And
1: Ally is currently on a mission to change the game for women's sports. And get this, along with being sponsors of the National Women's Soccer League, Atlantic Coast Conference, United States Golf Association, and the Las Vegas Aces. Ally has committed to an equal media investment in women's and men's sports. And you, my friends, can be part of the change
0: by watching your favorite athletes crush it on TV, by going to women's sporting events in person, by, I don't know, maybe listening to every single episode of this amazing podcast on trailblazing women, because every time you show up for women's sports, you are helping move the game forward. You can learn more about Ally by visiting ally.com. Hey there, Dope Village. Lynn and I have been involved in women's sports our entire lives. And truly, we've never been more excited for what's to come in this women's sports space. And one big reason Ally. Ally has made a commitment to an equal media investment in women's and men's sports.
1: And that means more money going to women's sports and more visibility for what these incredible athletes are accomplishing. Ally is on a mission to change the game for women's sports. So here at Laughter Permitted, we're going to keep telling the stories of trailblazing women. And every time you listen in,
0: you are part of that change. To learn more about Ally, go to Ally.com.
2: Hello! Hi, Nat! Hi, Rowdy! How's it going? Hi, darling! I'm so happy to see you. I have my my noisemaker, which I stole from my child. <laughs> oh, you, did you find one? I know. I also... I, know they, I just was like, ah, oh, and I found uh, my 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 three-year-old has one, so good.
0: Uh uh-huh. okay. Let's do this. Are you ready, Natalie Portman? Yes. I hope. I think. Um, All right, so the the first thing we always do, Natalie, on the podcast is we set the scene. So could you please, dear, set the scene, where you are, what you're doing, everything else?
2: I am in Sydney, Australia. I'm prepping for Thor 4, which is not going to be called that. It's called (laughs) Thor Love and Thunder. Um, And yeah, it's very beautiful here. It is morning, even though it's your evening, because that's how time zones work, I guess. Mm-hmm. And yeah, enjoying this beautiful country. Typically,
0: you know, when we do these podcasts, we would do them in person. Like we would be sitting in your dining room table in Australia. I would have sold that one hard to ESPN. Oh, man. I would make you dinner, man. Right. I would have, we would have brought you vegan donuts because I know you're a vegan. We always, I'm that's vegan part of and it. And I love donuts. I know we actually when I met you earlier this year we talked about your love of vegan donuts and so our friend Walter Robb sent me a whole like five dozen vegan donuts that I've been living on all through quarantine I froze them he's really
2: he's really a a, a good friend to have he's introduced <laughs> me to so many delicious things he sent me vegan ice cream that was like Unbelievable! So uh, that,
0: This is the former CEO of Whole Foods. He is a good friend to have in the food category, in yeah. the vegan very, category. Very good man. Okay, I want to. I want more info on Thor. I know you probably can't say a ton, but like, I mean, you are becoming Thor. Like that is crazy. How is yeah, that?
2: It's pretty exciting. Um, I also love the concept that like a superhero can be like inhabited. That um, you know, it's not like only one person. Um, necessarily can save it, save the world, but everyone has it inside of them to like become a superhero is such a nice kind of concept to to put out there. I
0: also like the idea that it's a female superhero because there's a ton of those in real
2: life. Why aren't we seeing more on the films? Yeah, and it's starting to happen. I mean, obviously we're going to get a Black Widow film soon, which is so exciting. And we've had Captain Marvel and um hopefully there'll be more standalone films for the women um from who are so incredible in the kind of male-centered films. Um so uh it's it's definitely happening and it's exciting to be part of that um change. Do you get to
0: hold the hammer?
2: I do, I do. Oh,
0: and be I like look at me
2: now, boys. <laughs> that's exactly you, you guessed tell the me that's script it. <laughs>
0: Check me out now, Biatches! I got the hammer! <laughs> Come on, please tell me that's in the script.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, that's like basically all I say. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're psychic. I knew it.
1: I so knew it. Have you picked up the hammer?
2: I have at the um at Comic Con when they announced it, they like put us all on stage and then handed me the hammer and it was surprisingly heavy i was like oh man i gotta gotta hit the gym um yeah oh dear
0: all right let's shift to angel city oh and, and- which i'm so excited about fellow co-owners um yeah. and just to give our listeners and our viewers because this is being live streamed for the espnw summit uh some context i uh angel city is of course the women's professional soccer team coming to Los Angeles in 2022 is when we'll start play. And it's part of the NWSL, the women's pro league. And Natalie is not just an owner. Natalie is the godmother of this team. She is the catalyst. She is the woman behind this literally like, let me go through this list of owners that Natalie brought together. I mean, just again, Thank for more you. context, Karen uh, Norman uh, and Julie Ehrman are your two other kind of founding owners, along with Alexis and Serena Williams and their daughter, Olympia. And then you have all your celebrity friends, uh, Eva Longoria, Jennifer Gardner, Jessica Chastain, Uzo Duba, America Ferrara, Shall we keep going? Becky G., Uh, And then I brought some of my soccer friends. We've got Abby and her wife, Glennon. We've got Mia Ham. We've got 14 U.S. Women's National Team players with ties to Southern California. So it's all these different silos and industries and rad, badass woman coming together. I get chills
2: every time we (laughs) talk about it. And I'm so grateful for this very unexpected, but so meaningful kind of a new part of my life and also to be, you know, sharing this um, experience with so many just incredible, incredible humans. So it's been really, really exciting. Um, And uh, yeah, one of the beautiful things to come out of Time's Up, which, you know, started um, inspired by the Me Too movement um, to further safety and equity for women in the workplace. Uh, primarily women, but all marginalized people, because it's, of course, all the same concepts that no one should have anything other than a safe, dignified, equitable workplace. Right. Um, and it was the first time that we gathered across industries. So, pe- women from entertainment, women from tech, business, advertising, um, sports, uh, um, which I guess is part of entertainment, um, uh, also medicine, like in healthcare. Uh, So it's been so incredible to hear how many similar challenges, um, creative solutions to those challenges people have figured out in different fields. And the first time we kind of put our heads together and um, when we heard from Abby, Abby Wambach spoke at one of the um, conferences and she was talking about her experience, as you well know, you know being this really virtuosic player um, at the top of your field in the top sport, most popular sport in the world and not being compensated on any scale close to the male counterparts, not getting anything like the visibility or airtime or uh, journalistic coverage Mm -hmm. of your male counterparts. Sports are so crucial to our um, culture, especially in the United States. I think sports are really, really central and we have the best players in the world in the most popular sport in the world in our women's soccer players in the US. Um, We are not, it's like an um, underutilized resource that we have and um, and also what a culture shift it would be if we could um, amplify, I mean, the existing talent and just be like, this needs to get be prime time. <laughs> you know, this needs to be uh, Lakers, you know, Showtime-esque of like, who's in the audience, who's watching, who's cheering, how important um, these players are to us in our community. And, um, and it's so exciting to do it in l a because Southern California. If I can hug to- you
0: right now. I am right through the screen. I would <laughs> oh, like be climbing through the screen hugging you right now. Well, but I would Natalie, you for you to-, to go from hearing Abby speak about that and feeling like, oh my gosh, this is this underutilized resource here in our country with how good these women play, how successful they've been, to literally, and I'm not just talking about, hey, this is an idea I want to bring. You didn't just throw the idea out to Karen Nortman who you knew from Time's Up, I know, and say, hey, you know, here's an idea. And then as most people do go, okay, great. And then they walk away. You went to pitch meetings, you're engaged, you were all in on this.
2: Where'd yeah. But I, I think that that's also the benefit of bringing women from different sectors. Cause I would never know how to do anything on my own. Like I show up to work and say lines, other people write for me. Like, <laughs> I don't know how to start something like this. So to have, to have met Kara through Time's Up, and she, if people don't know, Kara Nortman is a very successful venture capitalist in Los Angeles, supports many startup um, founders, and, um, and she brought Julie Ehrman, who's this incredible- um, number one, I call entrepreneur. her. Entrepreneur. <laughs> yes. I love that you call it that, but I think there's just, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Director Jules, and Jules, you know, sports <laughs> legend. <laughs> um, Uh, And Julie, has been just an incredible engine behind it. And Mm -hmm. she figured out how for us to get the, you know, franchise, um, you know, and I'm always there, of course, to support, but they were the ones, um, and that's the joy. I think everyone within the team has, and I mean, not the players, obviously team, but the like behind the scenes team um, has their own superpower. And it's been really complimentary. And also again, one of these really rare benefits of having people across industries meet. Um, I don't know when that would have ever happened before.
0: Yeah, And, and so fun. I mean, it's just, it's such a neat group. How hard was it in terms of selling it to your friends, to pitch meetings? I mean, were you surprised at how quickly or maybe not so quickly people responded?
2: I was surprised by how hard it was. Mm -hmm. um there were certain people who surprised me in the most beautiful way of just like being like I'm in you know like Eva Longoria was like I'm in what do you need (laughs) I want to be there she's just like a boss um (laughs) but then I would say more on the side of like institutional people like when you they were really really um hesitant and reluctant and It just seemed like such, um, it just seems so clear that it's so undervalued Mm
0: -hmm.
2: that from a business perspective, and I'm not a business person, so that's probably why I'm missing why they were so hesitant, (laughs) maybe, or maybe it's just purely, you know, prejudice. (laughs) Um, But I I felt like, oh my God, this is, this is really popular. Like people really love it. And mm-hmm. nobody's providing it like during the women's world cup, you couldn't buy t-shirts at the Nike store with like Alex Morgan or Megan Rapino's name on it. It was yeah. crazy. You're like, why wouldn't you just take advantage of this opportunity? These people are
0: big stars and it happens all the time like that kind of stuff where you're like why are we still in a place where they're undervalued in a yeah. sense of like there's such a demand and yet we're not providing for it so uh,
2: yeah usually you. you feel like the market like would dictate yeah what people want to put on the air and what people want to sell but it doesn't feel like that for this which does make you feel like it's simply prejudice because you're like okay, you could actually do succeed a lot. Like you could do well by, you know, putting this out there more. So, um, hopefully that's the, you know, that's what we aim to do is show how this can be, um, a successful, different, successful, it- yes. rewarding, um, uh, experience.
1: Well, what's so cool is that you have brought these individual powerhouses together. And I have heard that there was a Zoom call with the owners recently. Please tell me everything about it. How cool is it to see all these amazing people pop up onto the Zoom call? And I would imagine for you to see that, that had to be really, you talk about chills,
2: like rewarding. It was It was one of like the most meaningful things that's happened, certainly during quarantine. But, you know, so many of our gatherings right now are serious and... You know, there's political organizing. When people are gathering online right now, it seems, or there's school gatherings to figure out what, you know, how we can support our kids, which is all very important, but also very serious, I feel. And this was so joyful. Um, It just felt so positive. And so many people I deeply admire in one place at one time, getting to hear their Contributions and their dedication, and you know everybody there for the right reason and for deeply believing in in um, the mission of it, and um, and also one of the most important things that I'm really excited about, and that I think so many of us are, is um, our involvement in the community. Uh, we're uh, we're partnered with LA84 um, to provide Access to sports for less privileged kids in Los Angeles, and that is part of the like one of the most meaningful parts, I think, of the um, of the whole venture.
0: I I loved that moment. I forget who um, was saying, "Hey, we've got something happening in LA with you know this Boys and Girls Club or some you know uh, Latina institution and uh, would anyone want to you know or they were just actually saying what it was and America forever was like can I go can I show up <laughs> and I was like oh my god I love this
2: and I'm like oh uh, yeah you can for sure America is one of the most uh, incredible humans and is so capable of doing a thousand things and being really effective at all of them and uh, she is so deeply good and was raised in the LA public school yeah. district and as was Becky G and they yeah. were both talking about how much they were excited to give back, particularly to young girls who were growing up in the same schools that they did and um, and uh, support their love of sports. Cause I mean, we've been learning that uh, girls drop out of sports for so many reasons. And they said the most common one was their, they couldn't couldn't ha- they couldn't get sports bras. Um, so they tend to drop out, um, when they, you know, come of age and things like that just should not be obstacles. Um, uh, hopefully we can make some impact there and also create a new generation of heroes for them to look up to and see what's possible, um, in their own city
0: and create a new playbook for others to replicate, right? Like, why does it have to be limited to, you know, soccer, you could do this with women's teams in basketball, and you're already, I'm already getting friends from like Northern California calling saying, how did Natalie do
2: it? And I was like, I don't know. She's amazing. No, I, I, we're, we're so excited. There's, there's groups already forming in other cities that have been connecting with Julie and Kara yeah. on like sort of the playbook of how to do it for other franchises in, in the NWSL for for soccer. There's people who we've talked to who want to do it in the WNBA. Um, I mean, I had no idea. This is the first, professionally, pr- first professional sport with a women-led ownership and leadership group yeah. of, any, of any sport, male, female, any sport. Right. Um, it's also incredible. Um, Women's soccer, uh, women's uh, lacrosse league, and um, softball yeah. league that just started, which yeah. is yeah. really exciting. Um, so, I mean, I think it's happening. I think it's it's really um, it makes sense. I mean, I think Title Nine helped create like a really uh, like masterful generation, not generation, generations now yeah. of American female athletes yeah. with no real road to professional success in many sports um I mean there's been very few sports that have actually like fostered that incredible talent.
0: they're like mighty Thor's waiting to
2: wield their hammer (laughs) they are look at me now (laughs) The funniest part of it is, like, I'm the least athletic person you've ever met. Like, I've never played a sport. Like, all my friends are like, how did you end up in this position? But I admire it so much, and I think it's really important. And um, and I think, to me, watching my son during the Women's World mm. Cup, idolizing Alex Morgan, Megan Rapino as much as Messi, um, that made all the difference to me. I was like, that's how you raise the next generation of boys to look at female athletes with no difference. They just are, they just want to watch incredible, incredible talent. Yeah. Amen to that. Isn't that the truth? All right. In all that
0: you have done, I mean, and the list is long from Academy award-winning actor, filmmaker, director, author, we'll talk about that uh, in a little bit, Uh, activist with Time's Up as you were discussing, mom, owner of a women's protein, Harvard Mm -hmm. graduate. What is that common thread that's the spark that drives you or the emotion that drives you in all of that?
2: I think inspiration maybe, Um, I'm not a very like, planned person i kind of do what moves me in the moment um and then try and stick with it so i guess inspiration and then dedication or perseverance through whatever you need to like get through it but i don't know i mean that's kind of what creates
0: that inspiration do you find a common thread
2: it's gut i don't know it's gut and i think it's um yeah i just i think trying i've certainly made mistakes along the way and done things that weren't meaningful to me but I think in terms of the things I'm proud of it was always when I was genuinely like passionate and enthusiastic and like it just felt like my I I had to do it I had to be part of it um those are the things um I don't know it's hard to hard to explain I guess it's just instinct but Mm. um but then commitment to it after, because most, most great things take a lot, of, a lot of commitment and a lot of bad days to get to the good days, I guess.
1: Mm-hmm. You seem to jump into a lot of causes that involve making a change. What gives you the courage and confidence to do that?
2: The whole experience of Time's Up, I I don't really think I was, I was like loosely involved in sort of like nonprofit work before, but I hadn't really been, um, active in like organizing anything. And the whole experience of the creation of Time's Up and the birth of that, which was many, many women together, but being part of that made me realize, okay, now I'm at the stage where it's, you kind of have to be willing to put your neck out and have people criticize you and have people not like you, which I think for women particularly can be really, um, you know, uh, scary because we're so taught to, you know, be pleasing and be liked. and when you're leading, it's inevitable that people are not going to like you. <laughs> like that's like a, the biggest part of leading mm-hmm. um, is that you're going to get a lot of criticism and a lot of people are going to complain. And um, but that you can make big impact by kind of dramatic cultural shift, and it combines the sense of what you you what I do at, in my work as an actor that you have to be kind of theatrical about it, hmm. but that you can make big change through like one well-thought-through cultural moment. Um, and you can really change things drastically more than years of having like polls and data and, hmm. you know, suggestions and meetings. Like one big cultural moment can like rapidly uh accelerate evolution of thinking and of culture. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: Exactly what we're living through. Yeah. The 1999 World Cup pops into my mind too.
2: Totally, totally. And that was, I mean, I'm definitely influenced by the fact that, you know, that happened when I was 18. You know, like that was definitely emblazoned in my memory as, as like, oh, the U.S. women are, just like virtuosic mega superstars and then it was so shocking to hear 20 years later that there was not a solid career path for those women in this sport right right uh if
0: we if we turn the page and and go back to your your film career and when you started as a a child acting and, and got into it, but is there something when you look at that journey, there's a piece of the puzzle that you figured out that maybe people didn't see, didn't recognize, but you've now figured out through this journey.
2: What do you mean? A piece of the puzzle. About
0: yourself, about you personally and your acting career.
2: Um, no, I mean, I'm. it's, it's strange to, I think it's strange to go from a child to an adult in a work setting, mm. um, because it's almost as if you like lived at home your whole life or something, and then had to like renegotiate with your parents or something mm-hmm. that like, I'm not a kid anymore. And I kind of had to do that in my head, I think on set because I still, like, I was so used to being the kid on set and doing what I was told and, you know, just interesting, um, right like
0: Like having to shift to no, actually I'm an adult now.
2: Yeah. And like, I used to be, I was the youngest person at work for 20 years or something, (laughs) not 20, but I mean, I was probably until I was 21. So that's probably like 10 years. So like a decade of being the youngest, always at work, um, to suddenly being like, "Oh wait, I'm the grown up. Like right. I'm, I'm the one who needs to set the tone. I'm the one who needs to like uh, speak up. I'm the one who, you know, I have power if something is I feel should be different." Um, and so that was like a big thing to navigate. And to realize, I guess, because how did you realize it? Did it just come
0: to you like that, or did you all of a sudden go, wait a second, I got to be the adult in the room?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think it was late for me. I think I was a late bloomer, and it was like I remember in my 20s being on set with other actors, and they would notice that, like, if I was cold, I wouldn't say I was cold, Mm -hmm. and they were like, why aren't you like? why aren't you just telling someone you can like get a blanket or a heater or something you know and I was like oh you can do that like I was so like the good kid you know who was just like <laughs> I don't want to make you know um and so it definitely and I, I was definitely like a late bloomer but I don't think there's many careers like that like I mean when you think about the young athletes like the gymnasts, for example right they're finished they're not they're not like competing. Shoot, they're themselves. 20 and they're like, you're way too old. Simone, yeah, Simone they go into into like- something else or they're, yeah, they're not, they're not. Um, there's very few things that right. you do professionally as a kid that you also do as an adult. Um, and it's definitely weird to have that transition.
0: That's interesting. I hadn't even thought of that before. That's fascinating.
2: How about um, you with like transitioning into a whole new career like what was that like
0: uh natalie i'm asking the questions here Natalie. <laughs> <laughs> i'm curious though okay maybe we can have like a part <laughs> two this phone call. uh no it's hard I, you know but the thing with me is um sports was never it didn't define me i was never just a soccer player i had all these other interests and i loved politics and i loved um you know, wonky things. And I had all these different uh, interests outside of sports. And so when I was actually ready to walk away, I was like, get me out of here. (laughs) I need something new. I needed like a new adventure. I mean, I played on the national team for a long time. So, and I think, and I've actually heard you say that about your acting, that it wasn't just my acting that I had. Like, you know, I had friends outside of acting and my parents always put a great emphasis on education. And I thought, oh my God, that is very similar to my soccer, right? I wasn't just a soccer player.
2: Yeah, I think it always makes you like more creative and capable in whatever you're doing if you have other things. And also you don't put too much weight on it, which can be overbearing. Like if you put too much pressure on yourself in your career, then um, that can be really destructive actually. And it's good to know like, oh yeah, I have my family and my friends and all these things I love and I'm curious about and interested in outside. If it all went to shit, you know, I'm okay, (laughs) you know? And kind of being relaxed about it makes you more capable of like doing well, I think.
0: So while all of us are stuck in this dark hell that is 2020, you, my friend, have somehow been able to shine light, right? Thank obviously you. all that we've been able to do with angel city uh you're over there shooting mighty thor and your book your first book a children's book yes. natalie portman's fables just yeah, came
2: incredible. out yay there it is it's let so me see exciting. it Put it it's close. an incredible feeling to like when the actual tangible book comes it's so exciting yay
0: congratulations
2: thank you what,
0: what thank was the inspiration behind the children's book
2: So it was similar, actually, Origins to the soccer team where I just saw um, my son and my daughter, they received books, you know, when they're born, when they have birthday parties, people give books as presents. And my son got like all these kind of like the classic normal books. And my daughter got like all of these like feminist baby books. (laughs) And I was like okay, well, first of all, the boys need it as much, if not more than the girls do. And second of all, like, I'm not sure they understand, like girls have these obstacles, like they have to overcome them. It seems a little complicated, Um, but then the classic books, which of course I would then read to my daughter, but I became more aware that almost all of the characters were male. Yeah. And so I was like, what are we teaching boys and girls if they're only hearing male stories? And we're saying, these are the ones you should care about their feelings. So I thought, what if you take classic stories and just make them look like the real world where it's about half and half. (laughs) And um, so, you know, I rewrote The Three Little Pigs where um, the wolf is female, one of the pigs is female, one is male, one is like a a non-binary. But you just, you know, it's just a matter of pronouns. And I had been doing it in all the reading with my children, just changing them myself. And I thought, what if we just made a copy of these stories that people could read? And it's like gender safe that you're not putting in boys or girls' minds that male stories are prioritized. Um, And so, and I chose all stories with, Animals, because they're—I think it gives kids like equal access points to relating. Whereas, I don't know, when I was a kid, I would always be like, "Brown-haired girl, that's me," you know. Um, Whereas, if it's like, you know, a tortoise and a hare, all kids are kind of equally inspired to be like, "Oh, that's the one that I'm like."
1: What don't you do, Natalie? I know. Incredible.
0: My God, (laughs) I love when the tortoise. I mean, not the tortoise, the hare, the fast one. The hare was like, I'm just going to go hit this dance party. <laughs> it's fantastic. I'll be able to see the tortoise when...
2: My she... daughter loves that page more than anything. <laughs> got too. all the like, bunny yeah. dance moves.
0: Yeah. And your illustrator, uh, Jana... Mattia. Mattia. Yes. It was fantastic. It was really good. Really She's good. She's
2: incredible. Um, yeah. She came up with such amazing, like hidden little nuggets there for kids to find. My daughter has been having so much fun finding. There's like, you know, there's like a a porcupine making um, uh, balloon animals. Oh, really? uh, Oh, I gotta go back (laughs) for that.
0: that's good. I love that. I didn't know that. All right, Natalie, I am gonna warn you. I am still very competitive. Are you ready? (laughs) Did you bring your squeaky toy or noisy toy?
2: I stole this for my three-year-old.
0: Yes! Okay, good. Oh, that's gonna, it might drown out my my donut. My is vegan that a dog toy? toy? Yeah, my <laughs> vegan dog toy.
1: So this is for the game. We play a game every podcast. Julie goes up against the guest and here are the rules. There will be five questions, all multiple choice. If you think you know the answer, you can make your noise at any point to answer the question. Today's theme is Know Your Fellow Owners. So all of these questions are about Angel City owners. Okay. Okay. Question one, Uzo Aduba won an Emmy for her role as Crazy Eyes on Orange is the New Black. She also was a standout in this sport in college. Was it A, track and field? B,
2: (laughs) track and field. Correct. Yes! Oh my (laughs) gosh! So good, so fast. Let's go, Nat, let's go, Nat. <laughs> oh my God, I gotta up my game. I was gonna listen to all the choices.
0: I had heard her track story from, um, from Becca Rue. Okay,
1: go. Okay, okay. Question two, what musical instrument has Jessica Chastain said she can shred on? Is it uh-huh. A, drums, B, a Gibson guitar, or C, a ukulele? Natalie. A ukulele?
2: Correct
1: (laughs) question three, how many major tournaments has Serena Williams won in her tennis career? Oh, is it a 23 B 12 or C 24. Julie, I got to work
0: on my squeaky noise. Um, I'm going with 23.
1: Correct.
2: Oh, yes. nice. <laughs> I got That's so a lucky good one.
1: There. I got so lucky. Question four: Eva Longoria has a bachelor of science degree in physiology. She also has a master's in what field of study? Is it a women's studies, b Chicano studies, or c English lit? Natalie, women's studies. Incorrect.
2: Oh, rough. What
0: were
1: my two? What were my two options? Other two options? Chicano studies or English lit?
0: Uh, Chicano studies.
1: Correct. Oh! Oh! oh, I'm sorry, Natalie,
0: but I'm to win the I first I mean, game. I should know better
2: than to go against like an Olympian World Cup champion, like, you know, whatever. Okay, I, I, <laughs> I, I just get so excited. Lynn gets uncomfortable with my celebration, but I was like, like listen this is what sports does for women it makes them succeed thank you in everything every walk of life every challenge
0: okay next segment most pressing questions are you ready natalie yes i've got to find them first (laughs) they're that (laughs) pressing (laughs) okay and if i can read them uh favorite film you've ever done
2: uh jackie
0: Oh, interesting. I thought you were going to say Black Swan.
2: I love Black Swan, too. I mean, it's hard to choose one.
0: <laughs> okay, real quickly, quickly, why?
2: It was just like a super creative experience and amazing group of people working together.
0: Hardest role you have ever played?
2: Probably also Jackie. Uh, really? <laughs> it's just like so much grief and like it was it was heavy and yeah a lot of a lot of work like a lot of research and stuff
0: well plus like everyone knows about Jackie's life they've seen video of her and footage of her right it's, exactly. it's getting her it's voice scary. right i imagine
2: yeah yeah it's like scary to take on someone who's so well known
0: um, i'm not sure if you've heard this yet but there is a film coming on Netflix of the 99ers. Very exciting. Which 99er would you
2: like to play? Uh, <laughs> um, I think I'm like way too old to play anyone. <laughs> way too old and not athletic enough. But um, I'm su- I'd be super excited to see, um, you know, uh, the young athletic actresses who will <laughs> take on those roles. <world. laughs>
0: All right, I'll let you I'll let, let you off the hook there. Lynn and I are big fans of the SNL Natalie Raps. Thank you. <laughs> Can you please confirm there is going to be a Natalie Raps 3.0 coming at us soon?
2: Oh, that's a good idea. Maybe we should do one for Angel City. <laughs> do a whole like
0: can you imagine <laughs> yeah
2: that'll be next next edition
0: but you're like that all came about because you're like a big fan of rap i heard right i, I do love rap yeah and some hardcore rap you want to
2: what do you call yeah, it I mean, what do you call
0: it Lynn spit us a little spit us a little rhyme or spin us a little beat what did you say lynn before yes. spit a rhyme
2: it's it's too dirty <laughs> 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 like hmm my children might listen to this one day but (laughs) her name is nat she is all that thank you if you don't believe
0: her she'll take you to the mat (laughs) there you go we got some freestyle here She's gonna be mighty thor so suck on that (laughs) (laughs) all right all right uh our last game is called high low cheer it's sorry it's not a segment not a game And this is something that I do around the dinner table with my kids and we do their high of the day, their low of the day and someone that they cheer for someone who's helped them along the way. So this is going to be the high of your career, the low of your career. And the cheer is for someone that you're grateful for who's helped you along your way.
2: Okay. Um, High of my career. Uh, The whole black swan experience, if I can make it like Mm. one thing, um, you know, I met my husband, I ended up like, um, you know, having our first child, like, you know, in the time of, um, uh, you know, having all the success with the film. So that was, I think that would be my high.
0: Awesome. Love it. You're low and then low
2: um, lower my career was, um, I had a film that I was also a producer on that just went like horribly wrong. Like everything went wrong <laughs> and it was horrible. Like it was, I mean, for years after I was kind of like traumatized by it and, um, and really just, it was just like really not. Not pleasant.
0: <laughs> <You're> like <laughs> Not I pleasant. didn't even get anything out of it in terms of lessons learned.
2: It was that. I think unpleasant. it just gave me more appreciation and respect <laughs> for when things go well and how kind of miraculous it is when everyone is like kind and hardworking and responsible and doing their work and and working together and you get that extra little magic of like you know team energy, which I'm sure. Okay on the fields there's like you know games or teams I guess that you know you have that magic with and then games or teams that are just not yeah. not don't have the magic. Yes. <laughs> um and uh yeah that was that was a hard one for sure.
0: Uh, okay. And your cheer.
2: My cheer, um I had a mentor in Mike Nichols who is also mm-hmm. like one of the great minds and um and hearts, and um, certainly a very comedic uh, voice, a uh, very important comedic voice, very important, just um, brain in in our industry. Who was a real um, mentor, and um, and I think we definitely should talk a lot about um, the great men who also help foster women's development and careers and encourage them. And um, he was absolutely that for me. He would really go out of his way to, to help guide me or be a sounding board for important decisions or um, also gave me some really important early creative opportunities that were very um, impactful for me.
0: What film was that that you worked with him on?
2: So we actually first did a play together. I did The mm-hmm. Seagull with him when I was 19 years old mm-hmm. in Central Park, mm-hmm. which is the coolest, you know, how they have free theater in the yeah. summer. Out in the open oh. air. Yeah, so that was incredible. I mean, it's like the greatest play of all time and um, one of the great roles. And it was a cast that was like, it was insanely dreamy. It was with Meryl Streep and wow. Philip Seymour Hoffman and... Marsha Gay Harden and John Goodman and Christopher Walken and Kevin Kline, like insane. It was just such an unbelievable opportunity at 19 to just watch everyone, not to mention like be on stage with them Um, and doing theater for free, which just is like, what higher service and like pure intention can you Mm -hmm. have? Um, And then we did a film called Closer Together when I was 20 one or 22 i don't remember how i think he was 22 yeah, yeah.
0: um
2: we did that film and then he just you know all between after um you know until his passing was a very important mentor Do you, did you have someone like that in your life yeah
0: i've had oh, you know village Billie jean king the, the, the t- who i i'm going to spill the beans is going to be Become an owner of angel city as well
2: that's not is, news yet she is just uh, the greatest yeah
0: her uh, and her partner alana are going to become owners of angel city as well um but she from the mid 90s like when i was in my 20s with the national team was super instrumental and in, like how we shaped the team and what we did off the field in terms yeah. of our fight for back then we were fighting for equitable pay now understandably it's equal pay um, but just, you know, marketing money and support staff and all those things that go into it. She was huge And it reminds me very much of, you know, when you said, let's get a women's team to LA, it wasn't just like, Hey, um, you know, let's do this. And then you walk away from it. She said the same thing to me, like, Julie, what are you doing about it? And, you know, change it. And then stood, you know, with us, helping us along the way, which is oh, cool. tremendous. So she's a dear friend. I love her
2: dearly she's made such important changes that affect all of us and so so lucky and I'm so excited we're gonna get to like hang out when the games we're all gonna be in the box together we're gonna be bffs yeah obviously aren't we already
0: we're already there of course that's what I tell everyone I'm, I'm talking to my bff natalie today yeah Thank you for the gift that you are and all that you've given us in, in so many different areas beyond your acting and all the different things you do. And I just, I can't wait to start this journey and adventure with you. And
2: Thank you, feeling is mutual. and so grateful to all that you do and have done and I'm excited that we are partners in this new adventure.
1: knew we were bffs i mean let's be clear and you legitimately have been saying
2: <laughs> i just BFF. got off the phone
1: or i was just texting with my friend my bff natalie portman when she said that i was like oh, see i knew it
0: oh i love you natalie oh <laughs> uh, so fun too bad we really couldn't be in Australia. That would have been nice. Oh, that would have been amazing. Right? Yes. She really has said it, it is fantastic over there, as we know. All right, takeaways, Lynn. Well, what do you got? You want me to go first? You want to go first?
1: Uh, I can give you my takeaway. Right. I think that it is how everything starts with an idea, and then it's the courage to go after it. Mm. How many things has Natalie done where just she had this idea, and she went for it, and then she did talk about how it takes a lot of hard work. You can't just have the idea without the hard work. Mm-hmm. The other takeaway is just me wondering, how can I get tickets to Angel City? Can you hook me up?
0: <laughs> I'm not sure if I know anyone there. Okay. I'll see what I can do. Okay. I'll see I, I if I know some, some people in right spots. Talk to my BFFs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, and as we said in the podcast, I mean, having an idea and then actually moving on that idea which is um what i find most remarkable plus my takeaway is i mean she's this huge hollywood star and she's done all these things and yet she is so grounded so kind so giving of her time and just i mean to be as committed as she has been in this process With the team. With the team, with women's soccer, which she had no affiliation with before. When you think about that, but she just cared so deeply about helping women when she heard Abby give that speech that I am committed to doing this. To your point. It's not just an idea. I am all in. Mm -hmm. And that to me, it's like, (sighs) I'm pounding on my heart right now. (laughs) It warms my heart. When you see people like that, that care so deeply about giving back and knowing they have a platform to do so. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Natalie love you sister bff um we should note actually that we are together for the first time since march
1: socially distanced of yes, course very we're being very seriously being very safe about that that's super important to both of us
0: but lynn saw the
1: light finally <laughs> and i'm proud of you for that thank you i'm in southern california oh yeah you are shred the nar. um i reached out to A friend of mine who happens to Moonlight is a real estate agent. Mm -hmm. She's also in the room with me right now. Yeah. I'm going to get a badge for that. My (laughs) real estate badge. I I said to you, I'm going to be a little bit brave. I'm thinking maybe I come out to Southern California for a couple of months. I'm here and it really is. It's, it's wild to be in the same room with you. I know it's nice. Finally,
0: you will be getting barreled by the time you leave in two (laughs) months. That means on a wave that not, doesn't mean in a wine barrel.
1: <laughs> in a wine barrel. <laughs> that might happen too. Yeah, we could
0: actually we could absolutely do that as well. <laughs> questions permitted,
1: Lynn. This is a fun one. I reached out to a friend of ours, a friend of the pod, Kelsey Trainer. Oh, Kels. She came up with some awesome questions. I'm just going to do one. Oh, dear. It's Kay. it's a fun one cuz I know I know you like fun questions for questions permitted. There's nothing fun about me. (laughs) What is your perfect drink and food combo?
0: Hmm. Kelsey. I would say a little donut and coffee is like, I'm Mm -hmm. good. I'm pretty, I could go three meals a day on that.
1: (laughs) I could have sworn you were going to say tacos and margaritas.
0: Oh, Moscow mules, maybe even right now. I'm seven months into the quarantine. Wait, how many many months are we into this? I don't know. Yeah, seven-ish. I'm not tired on my Moscow mules. (laughs) What does that say about me?
1: I think it's only gotten stronger.
0: I'm a little concerned. Literally, I cannot find any more of my diet Bundaberg ginger beer that I... I have to, like, order it, like, from Russia or Jamaica or wherever it's made. I don't know. I have to, like, Amazon ship it out because it's all sold out here. I'm that desperate.
1: Do you want to know my combo?
0: Yeah, what's your combo, Lynn?
1: Angie's pizza, cheese pizza, and a Coke.
0: Not Diet Coke? Coke.
1: Regular Coke. It's a lot of sugar. It's heaven.
0: Heaven. Okay. That's good living right there. (laughs) Thank you, Kelsey, for that. One day I'm going to find out what yours is, sister. Um and just a reminder you can send in had we been organized enough before our first pod to ask you for questions send in questions because questions are also permitted on this
1: podcast. You can do that via Twitter there's also Instagram find us somewhere we we read everything comments on Apple podcast page uh and, and with that note like encourage people to listen to the podcast because uh
0: every friend you tell always helps so we appreciate our dope village. And we also want to thank our podcast sponsors for season four, Allied Bank, who our Dope Village knows has literally been with us since day one. Before we even had a podcast, they were like, we are in. Yep. We love it. So thank you, Ally Bank. And our newest podcast sponsor, drum roll please, Dick's Sporting Goods, And we've gotten to know them and their team, and they are amazing and all in love our vibe, love our community. So please support both of them. We'd greatly appreciate that. It is indeed great to be back. It's going uh, to be a crazy month ahead. So make sure we're taking good care of each other all right eat a lot of donuts and drink a lot of coffee and vote pass on kindness and grace amidst all the noise because we can do this and as always a thank you to our julie foudy sports leadership academy alum kate diaz for our laughter permitted theme music she wrote and composed that music herself so go check her out and finally remember kids sing it with us
1: laughter permitted
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, that's like basically all I say.
0: Wake up to the best sports story you'll hear all day. Monday through Friday, host Pablo Torre brings you an inside look at the most interesting story at ESPN as told by the top reporters and insiders. That's ESPN Daily. Subscribe and listen along, with laughter permitted, wherever you get your podcasts.